With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. TPV Radio, Central Texas. This is God's Journey Child, said old chestnut, and you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Walk with me, family. Let's go. You're listening to the hottest, most off-controversial, off-the-meters Christian radio station in the land. In the land. The Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Are you ready to walk, family? Let's go. That's right, family and friends. It is the hottest radio network on the planet. TPV Radio have an all-star lineup just for you. Sunday, TPV Reloaded at 2 p.m. Monday, it's The Grub at 12 p.m. The Reality Coach at 6 p.m. Tuesday, Victory Over the Weights of Life at 6 p.m. Friday, The Caribbean Pepper Pot at 8 p.m. Saturday, Brother Down presents at 4 p.m. Men, let's talk every first Friday of the month at 4 p.m. TPV presents by appointment only. Coming to you on June 6th, it is our Saturday buffet with Lorraine Brown at 12 p.m. Walk with me. Let's go. At Majel's Products, we care for a better you with our handmade natural ingredients to give you healthier skin, body, and stronger hair. Like our face, foot, hair, and body care products. To order yours today, please visit our website at www.majowsproducts.com or on Facebook at Majows Products. Get yours today and get your faster results without the you never heard Christian radio quite like this. Quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. Radio Network. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Psalmist Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show. show, right now on TPV Radio. Hello and welcome. I'm Dorothy Patterson, the reality coach, liberating minds, transforming lives. Romans 12, 2 through 3. And do not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. For through the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment as God has allotted to each a measure of faith. Let's get today's show started. Living life without apology. 
Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I can't tell you how glad I am to be back here. Let me tell you about today's show. Today's show is very impactful because I sent out the flyer, and those of you who looked at the flyer, you, uh, I hope, hope and pray that you understood what it was stating. The flyer states one thing, but it's amazing how people see and hear what they want to hear, and they read what they want to read, and then they take it from there. Because three, four things I know. We receive, pre, we perceive, receive, believe, and achieve differently. And it's okay. And I'm so glad that some of the people that had questions about the flyer, they, they, were, they were conscious enough and respected me enough to reach out to me and ask me about what was going on with the flyer. And the flyer, I don't know if many of you can see it, but it is just a simple flyer. It's not, um, it was not meant to cause confusion, and I don't see how confusion came. But as my one of my mentors said to me, she said, sometimes you have to understand that, I, forgive me for looking down, I'm trying to pull the flyer up so I don't misquote my own flyer. Um, you have to understand people. And people view things the way that they want to view them. And sometimes when they view them in a in a negative light or a positive light, it's usually a reflection on what's on the inside of them. So she's telling me, don't take it personal. Just take it as people not understanding you and give them an opportunity to understand. And I'm so grateful that I have her and she's tuning in now. Thank you, Ladybug. Um, have her to keep me encouraged whenever I don't understand. And the flyer reads, let me see if you guys can see it. I don't know if you can see that or not. Probably backwards. But anyway, it reads, the reality coach presents, the color of silence is violence waiting to happen. And then it's got two lips. It's got a set uh, in in a black image, and then it's got a set in a white image with the over the mouth to say represent silence. And what it says is white silence, violence is about to happen. Hmm. Black silence, violence has already happened. And I couldn't understand what was confusing about that. Because the way we see it now in today's world with the two most dominant cultures well, I won't say most dominant, but the two most powerful cultures in America, we're at a war, and it's us. It's the blacks and the whites. Whites remaining silent. Violence is always about to happen when you remain silent, and that goes back to prove the Ku Klux Klan, the, all of these, the, the police brutality. All of this stuff is proven. Now, when it comes to blacks, is proven, and I am not speaking. Again, I always bring this up because I can only speak for my life when it comes to this. I know for a fact that blacks remain silent all the time, but yet they always want somebody to say something. They're always the loudest when it's a black, white, a white, black issue. But when it's a black on black issue, they are quiet and violence has already happened. And the first thing they say is, I don't know what happened. I don't know. But if I find out something, I'll let you know. There's never a camera on. There's never a person standing up to say what they know. They always say we can't snitch. But yet you snitch and 
do all kinds of things when it's the other way around. But in your own community, you say absolutely nothing. My son was murdered, and I know that there are a bunch of people that were standing around because a lot of people, God has a way of bringing people to you and helping you understand. I know beyond a shadow of a doubt there were several people standing around watching my son be murdered, and not one black person said anything. Not one. So when blacks remain silent, violence is already happening. When whites remain silent, violence is about to happen. We saw it with George Floyd. They sat there quietly, and they saw this man's life being stuffed out of them, out of him, and nobody said nothing. And the reason why I say white, because there was only white officers standing around, and none of them said anything. So it's proven. It's not my perception. It's proven. You can see it with your own eyes. Needless to say, let me, now I'm sorry, I always go up on my soapboxes and people have to reel me back in and tell me, hey, hold on, you don't want to get the show started that time. Okay, you guys, hold on, let me, let me say a quick prayer. Father, our Father, we come thanking you, first of all, for giving us one more day to see the sunlight, the sunshine, to breathe the air that you have so graciously given us. Father, we thank you for just an opportunity to represent you one more time. Lord, I thank you for giving me the opportunity to speak to your people. Lord, anyone that does want to hear, lend them the ear to hear. Matter of fact, don't lend it to them. Give them the ear to hear, Lord. And if I'm saying something that is not right, that doesn't represent and glorify you, that's trying to enter into their ear, Lord, I ask you to seal my mouth. And don't let me say anything that's not pleasing and glorification for you. Father, I ask this. And also, Father, I have a guess that anything that she says, let it be nothing but the truth. And let anything that she says that's not like you to give you glorification, let it not come out of her mouth. I thank you, Father, and thank you for all those who are listening. We thank you, we celebrate you, and we, we glorify you and praise you always. It is in the mighty name of Jesus we do pray. Amen. Amen. Okay, guys. Let me tell you, this is going to be a humdinger of a show. Because as you can see, I'm brown, black, dark, African-American, African, whatever the color you want to put there to describe my shade, which is of a darker shade. Well, I have in with me, someone who's of the opposite, and she's willing to talk about her experience with silence. Violence is about to happen. She's experienced it on so many occasions, and it's so it's so wrong. It is so, so wrong that no one has done anything, and I've mentioned this particular person, this particular person so many times. And you guys that are listening by phone or by Internet understand that the phone systems have been just out of whack today. Uh, T-Mobile, who is my service provider, they have said that uh, they've had a mass, I guess, a mass disconnect. But for year, for weeks, my phones have been acting in and out. So I am trying to get connected back onto Facebook. But needless to say, she's here let, matter of fact, let me go to a commercial break. Uh, Chris, can you put it on commercial? I mean, can you play one song, please? Oh, never mind. It's back up. It's back up. Thank you. Thank you, Chris. Okay. Okay, guys, we're back up on the air. As I was saying before, uh, it got interrupted. 
T-Mobile has been having a big, huge outage today. So if the phone, uh, if Facebook goes down, just know it is not anything with your phone. It's with T-Mobile. The whole network has had issues all day today. I had no clue. But needless to say, let me get back to my guest. I have mentioned my guest in so many of the conversations since this thing with um, George Floyd happened, and I was just in in disbelief that that people sat there and did nothing. And I'm watching how we as America says white privilege. I'm watching my neighbor go through so much with the police department. It is ridiculous what she's been through. And like I said, the police have been called down there. I know at least over eight times. Oh. I said 50, 80 times. Okay, well, I'm going to, I won't call her by her first name. Oh, it's fine. Call her Okay. Her name is Christy, and I'm going to, she won't be on camera because we don't want any kickback, but her name is Christy. To say she's here to tell a story, and if you want to be seen, you can. If you don't, you, okay, well, camera on her. Good evening. Good evening. My name is Christy, and I'm, I live near near Dorothy. Um, we work together for the city of Keith as a campaign thing, and we had a relative of my sister's as a boyfriend cause a lot of havoc. Cost me my children. They were taken away from me because of false reports. He was evicted. And he's still coming around, terrorizing my house, terrorizing me on a regular basis. I've called the police telling them that I am disabled and I don't need this trauma. I had things taken out of my house and they won't do a damn thing. My grandma's 87 years old. Um, she's a uh, walker, has cardiac disease. And you call for protection for the person who was when they were living there. And they're like, oh, he's a resident. He can break the house down, tear fences down, throw glass, almost stab my neighbor, and they won't do anything to arrest this man. Okay, Christy. Now, is this is this is this man? Is, what what is his ethnicity? He's white. Okay, so he's a white man. Okay, you guys, this is proven that uh, they're not doing anything, and I am a living witness that they are not doing anything. Thing to protect her. I'm telling you, I have seen it on a regular basis over and over again. This man has sat out in the yard. He has torn up their fences. He's broken down things. He's done so many He's things. He's broken into your car and taken money. I mean, this man has done a lot of things. Now, as far as my car goes, I can't very well say that that's what he did, but I do understand that it didn't happen until she, he found out that we were in we were, we, well, let me tell you how we came into knowing one another. I ran for city council in 2019, and she was one of my persons that was willing to go out and volunteer and help me drum up votes. That's how we came into contact. Now, out of all the times I've lived here, my car has never been broken into. But needless to say, we can't say he did it honestly, but it just goes to show you that there's something going on. So needless to say... Let me get back to the show because, as I say, I will venture off and go into my own tangent. We love her. Thank you. But needless to say, she is the person that I've told. I stated that the police were called um, about 50 times. She said it's a total of 80 times. And it's sad. 
She's white. This man has terrorized her family. Hello, Barbara. Hello, Darlene. Hello, hello, all you all, David, Craig. But anyway, the police have came down there. I have witnessed this man screaming and yelling in the yard, profanities and acting just outrageously. Throwing glass. Throwing glass. And the police, the police have witnessed this. They have done nothing. And the thing about it is how many of the police officers that have came to the house have been white? Yeah, I mean, I have called them just for uh, personal reasons. That's why he's coming on the house. He's out there on the block screaming at me. I was visiting a neighbor trying to give him cat food. And what if they go over to the block? And he just like starts screaming, you're crazy, you're evil, you're, you're going to jail. I'm like, oh, really? So I called the civic authorities. They got a criminal trespass order against him last Friday, and they will not enforce it. The truck that he's torn to bits is bashed in. Is a shell of a truck. I called the city an hour ago, asked them to pick it up, to tag it. They will not tag it. It's helpless cause. There's no windows. There's dents. It's not expected, not insured, and they will not do a goddamn thing. They do not care about uh, about white people or black people, no matter how many people. Pardon me. They do not care. And it's like the city of Escape doesn't want their residents to be safe or not broken into. There's no protection. Now, mind you, I've lived in Mesquite since 98. Anytime they came to my house, me, my house, they came and sent at least five or ten officers. Now, everyone knows that I have a son that got into some trouble back in 2007. They didn't come here all polite to hear my side of the story. They came here to do what they were going to do, and it's unfortunate that my son was black, and I see a vast difference in the way that they did my situation versus her situation. Now, they went on an assumption about my son, but they know her situation. They came here ready to make an arrest, but they can see this man acting crazy and doing everything that he can do to be arrested, and they say nothing. Now, that's one angle that I have to look at. And it's unfortunate, but does that make all Mesquite police officers bad? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. And I'm just speaking on Mesquite because this is where I live and everybody can see. If you pull up Dorothy Patterson, you see she lives in Mesquite. I ran for city council. So it's no denying where I live. But here's the thing. The bottom line is the racial disparity here in the city that I live. Now, they've been good to me. They haven't bothered me, but I have seen where they have haggled my sons and they've done some things to my sons that I feel are unjust. But am I going to sit back and keep crying about it or am I going to get up and do something about it? I get up and do something about it. I may not have won the city council seat, but I got up and I ran because of issues like this. And that's all I'm saying. I want black people to stop sitting back and complaining and doing nothing about it and get in some positions of power so we can equal we can we can even out the slate per se. I ran for city council. I didn't know if I was going to win. I didn't know what I was what was going to happen, but I got up and I did something. I let them know we have a voice. 
And because we have a voice, we do have a choice. So let's stop complaining about all of this racism and all of this stuff going on. Let's get up and do something. And there were people like her. There were a bunch of white people who were in behind this black sister trying to help her get on that seat because they're tired. Everybody out here is not racist. We are tired because we realize the black race isn't going anywhere. The white race isn't going anywhere. We're going to be here together, and it's just what that is, that we've got to come and start working together. We cannot stay apart because guess what, America? And Americans, Americans, America and Americans, the world is watching us. The world is watching us. They're not watching our color. They're watching our flag and they're watching the fact that we are American citizens and this blessed country that everybody fights to get to is so divided by two cultures. Two out of all the nationalities here, the only two cultures that are forever fighting is the white and the black. And what we want is community. We want family. We want everybody to help one another without asking for money. You know, neighbors that actually want to assist. Without being saying, oh, I have a job, oh, I have a child, I'm too busy. When senior citizens and, and disabled people like me need help, why can't a neighbor help us out? I know I help out neighbors all the time. I don't mind. If you want your yard wet, just ask me. I'll do it with, with no question. And she will, and she will. And let me tell you, she will. And there's a lot of my neighbors that will. A lot of them that are getting out helping each other. And that's another thing. we got to get back neighborly. We sit in our houses. We don't do anything. So now we're quarantined to the house, and now we want to get out. But what are we wanting to get out for? Are we wanting to get out to help one another? Have we learned anything from this COVID lockdown? Have we learned anything yet? Obviously, we haven't, because guess what? Whites are still remaining silent, and blacks are still silent. I mean, silence is everywhere. Silence is the world's deadliest killer. Have any, does anyone not realize this? Silence is the world's deadliest killer. It is deadly. It is sad, but it is deadly. And let me tell you why. Silence will cause you to have high blood pressure. Silence will cause you to have a stroke. Silence will cause you to be in the deep depression. Silence will cause you to stay addicted to a substance, uh, addicted to a drug. Silence will have you addicted to whatever it is you're silent about. And it's time to speak out. Jesus doesn't want us to be silent. He wants us to be bold and be strong and be brave for his people. That's what we're called to do. That is exactly what we're called to do. But I'm telling you, as I watch this pandemic, as I watch this this, this crazy to go on with the racial tension and all this stuff, I see... This much of Jesus, but this much of confusion. It's sad. we got to do better, America. And Americans, we're here together. And I'm telling you, and I say it all the time, I have visited countries where when I get there, they don't notice my color. They notice the color of my flag. And at that point, I forget that I live in a country where we, it, me being black and, 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 and knowing that my sons are black and knowing that they sometimes have had to be ostracized and had to be criticized and had to been thrown to the ground. I mean, they've literally been thrown to the ground. And because they're in a neighborhood that back then, they didn't look like they were supposed to be here. It was predominantly white back then. It was no, it wasn't predominantly. Well, it was. It was pretty much. You're right. It was. Let's see. There was four, four blacks in the whole subdivision. And that was about ten years ago. No, that was 
long ago, was it? Mm-hmm. But needless to say, my I was one of the four blacks in the whole subdivision, and I'm telling you, they racially profiled my boys all the time, especially the one that drove a Lexus. He wasn't supposed to drive that, not being black, not while being black in this area. But it's okay. It, we we made it through. We made it through by the grace of God. But needless to say. It's sad that I live in a country, I have to come back to a country, I feel so good in another country, and it's not because I feel like I'm black, it's because I'm proud to be an American in another country, and then I have to come back to my reality. Someone being murdered by either a white murdered a black or a black murdering a black. I don't see, and I'm sure you guys, there are crimes where there are black murdering black uh, murdering Asian, Hispanic. There are other nationalities. There's death everywhere out here. We don't have to act like we don't see it and it doesn't exist. My prayer is, folks, that people find out what happened to her son, that they that they that the truth is revealed. I have been praying for that for the past year. I want whoever did this to be to be held accountable. That innocent child was murdered in broad daylight, and her other son was blamed. For something that he didn't he didn't do. And I'm like, if that were my child, I would be on the doorstep protesting against these lunatics. Whatever the hell happened to that, that, that man. It wasn't his mother's fault. It wasn't his father's fault. It was his grandfather's fault. And it was nobody's fault. But the person that is accountable, God knows who it was. He saw it. And it's time somebody tells the truth. In the name of Jesus. Whoever did this, come forward. It's time that you you serve your time in jail. You took someone's life. I heard that man's name on the radio when it happened. And I knew he lived down the block, but I was like, I started crying my eyes out. I'm like, I was like, a few years, a few years ago, I was like, this poor woman and this child. And I was like, well, did he, did he have a hard life? I didn't know. But I know that in Garland, they're not going to tell any. They're not going to talk. It's like this key. Garland doesn't care either. They want to say, oh, we have Garland. We don't have to do this and do that. I'm like, okay. Walmart got cited for not social distancing and uh, poor, poor design bathrooms. I'm like, come now. I bought produce that was rotten. It's just frozen for $3. I don't have $3 to waste. I don't know about you. So what she's saying is that it, it, it's a problem. And the thing is, is when my son was murdered, we didn't know each other. And uh, we've lived, uh, I've lived here since the the late 90s, and she's lived here even before then. We didn't know each other, but she heard it on the radio. She heard it on the fact that my son was murdered, and she didn't know me. And she only found out it was my son years later. But she's just saying that we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that there were people standing around watching this, and they did not turn on their camera. They did not call the police. They didn't. When the police came, you know what they you know what the police officers, the detectives are telling me? Miss Patterson, I'm so sorry. We know that they know exactly who murdered your son. But we cannot make them talk. They know. They know who murdered my son. This is this is in Dallas. This is in Dallas. This isn't in Mosquito Garland. This is Dallas. Dallas detectives know who murdered my son, but what can they do if no one will talk? That, what can they do if no one will talk? What can they do? 
And guess what? Public record. He's saying, the detective is saying, this is not a white thing. And I know the area in which my son was murdered in. There are there, there may be one white, but it's predominantly black. And for us not to say anything when one of our own is murdered by one of our own, but yet the minute, the minute it's the other way around, we want to throw a hissy fit. We want to go protest. We want to do everything we can. And again, it's sad. I have to say this, and I'll keep, I'll keep saying this. A lot of people are saying that Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Me personally, I have called, reached out to Black Lives Matter. I have done everything I can to try to connect with them and get them to do their best to reach out to me and let them know, hey, there's a murder happening over here and it needs to be it needs to be something needs to be done. I want I've been supporting you all. I've been backing the Black Lives Matters movement. But I'm starting to feel like if it's propaganda and profit that's the one that's the time that they come out. But I, I don't know. That's the way it appeared to be for me because my son was murdered and I reached out to them. Now I see that Black Lives Matter when it's propaganda Profit when it's just a situation to where we can keep some divide going, or it looks to be, appears to be, the division can keep be kept going. Now, what happened is when I called Black Lives Matter, they never responded me, responded to me. But I see that if it's something big like what just happened with George Floyd, oh, it becomes Black Lives Matter. But with me, I feel like it was, what's the matter with you? What's the matter with you? Why are you calling? It didn't matter. All, all lives matter. It doesn't matter who we are. It doesn't matter if we're polka dotted, black, white, orange, green. Jesus loves us no matter who we are. And me and Jordan have the human beings to know the truth. This is true, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am not here to bash the police department. She's not bashing the police department. We're speaking our truth. There are good officers in every police department, and, of course, the chief cannot be responsible for every officer out there. Some of these officers who are partnering, who are partners with these other officers, you have to take your job more serious. You have to understand that you took an oath to protect and serve. You've got to let your moral compass come up so you can help the citizens that you want to protect and, protect and serve. Please don't mistake. Mesquite has a good police department, but there are some bad apples in every batch. And not only in Mesquite, they're in Dallas, they're in Fort Worth, they're Garland. in Garland, they're in Richardson, they're everywhere. Plano, they're everywhere. So we 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 just have to understand. We've got to do our part. Come on, Americans, let's come together. United we stand, divided we fall. We're falling apart, and we've got to be the laughing stock of so many other countries. This country who has running water, lights cell phones, money, ways to make money, ways to raise our children properly, ways to just soar. But look at us. We're so divided. We cannot stay in this same position. Yes, we're worried about everything. We're mad at the president. We're mad at the state, the House of Representatives. We're mad at the senators. We're mad at the court. What are we going to do? That is my question. 
what are we going to do? Are we going to continue to sit back and complain? Are we going to get up and do, like I said, follow those nine steps, steps to get some bills turned into laws? Get up and stop complaining. Get up and do your part as an American citizen. You see something going on, speak up. Silence is the world's deadliest killer. Say something. Just like the man says he can't breathe, well, I'm suffocating at what I'm seeing. It's depressing. And then I'm sitting here, and, 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 and this is another thing. People, when you say you want help, when the help comes, receive it and do what you need to do to be helped. You want help, but you won't do what you need to do to be helped. Now, that is some backwards thinking. And what is the definition of that? Doing the same thing over and over, that's insanity. And that's what's happening. We keep doing the same things over and over and over, and nothing ever changes. It's time to stand up and continue to be stood on. I don't want to keep being stood on. I'm going to stand up. I'm going to do my part. That's why I'm out here speaking my reality. And anybody that does not understand it or like it, please call me. Please call me. And maybe we can get some intelligent, reasonable dialect going. I don't care what nationality you are. Call me because I want to work together because guess what? I realize I got grandchildren. They're a black descendant. You got grandchildren who may not, who may be a white descendant or maybe of a biracial descendant. What are we going to do? We got to save our children. We can't keep bickering and letting our kids see this. And I sit out here and I look at kids play all day long together and I'm just like, now why is it that all of these little kids, all these different colors can get out here and play together? But the grown folks can't work together. It's a learned behavior that we have to stop people. These kids don't see color. They see fun. They see happiness. They see fresh air. They see outside. They see what we used to see. And now we're infected with this poison of racism. It has to stop. Whites can no longer remain silent or violence is going to happen. Blacks can no longer remain silent once violence has happened. We've got to do something Please, y'all, we got to do something. And I'm tired of watching. I'm tired. I'm tired. And if there are people like me that are tired, I encourage you to speak up. Either you're going to speak up in order to be standing up, or you're going to remain silent and continue to be stood on. Uh, Let me see. We'll go to a commercial break real quickly. Uh, Chris, are there any callers on the line? Can you hear me, Chris? Okay. Well, we'll keep going. I'll keep talking. Now, today, and the reason why I mentioned this thing about health, today I work for Baylor in the community. And um, I'm back on, uh, Dorothy. My mic is turned off. I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. We don't have any callers at this time. I'll let you know when we get some callers on the line. Okay, perfect. Perfect. Thank you. So today, I work for Baylor. I'm out in the neighborhood that's always crying that they need help. Always crying that they need help. I'm out there passing out flyers. I'm out there trying to solicit them. I'm soliciting them to give them food, not sell them food. Give them information, not sell them information. I'm soliciting them to give them something. I cannot tell you how many times I was told, no, I'm okay. I'm good. I don't need it. 
but yet I'm watching you walk into the beer store, get beer. It's early in the morning. Early in the morning. I'm out there at 10 o'clock. They're walking into the beer store to get beer. And then I walk into the store, and my heart is broken because people in America feel like this is all their lives are worth. And unfortunately, it was all my people. I can't blame anybody. I'm someone that looks like them, and they wouldn't for me. But I guarantee you, if it was someone that didn't look like me giving them something, they would take it. And that's another thing. Just because they're your kind, I mean, just because they're your color don't mean they're your kind. Right. And sometimes your kind, your kind is your color. So don't always think that people of your own nationality always have to hurt you. If I'm standing there with a Baylor badge and Baylor material, Baylor, Baylor uniform on, I'm not there to hurt you. Do you know how much I had to go through to get hired on at Baylor? Let me just tell you all, if you see somebody with a Baylor badge on, you better believe they got a squeaky, not even, I don't even know if there's a word to, to establish how great their background record must be. Because I'm telling you, to get on at Baylor Hospital, you are going through what I, I thought I had, I got in to see the president, I got to in the same time with the president fast and I got on at Baylor. So I'm telling you, I'm standing there in this uniform. I'm not out there in street clothes. I'm out there representing a institution that is founded on Christian values, first of all. But then they do such an intense, an intense background check. You better know if you see somebody with a Baylor uniform on, they pretty got, they pretty much squeaky clean. They pretty much are, because I'm telling you, they took me through a fine tooth comb. All I'm saying is that people in neighborhoods that say that they want help, they sit there and want to want help, but don't want to do what needs to do be done to receive the help. They are, it's almost like they've got this mentality that they need to stay helpless so they can continue to complain. You cannot complain if you've got someone standing there out in the sun. Now I tell you what, now y'all know I'm the reality coach for real now. Now let me just give you some real off the sliding scale. I'm sitting out there burning up in this sun because of the sun. I'm out in the S-U-N because of the S-O-N and can't get nobody, nobody to receive God's love. Just to help you. It doesn't benefit. I'm getting paid whether I stand out there or don't stand out there. But I'm standing there not about the money, but about the message for the people who are in need. And they're cleaning the area up. They're trying to clean this area up. I promise you all. I went to another location. I now before I left the location that I was at, I watched the city officials, Dallas city officials. They were out there mowing that grass. They picked up all the littering, the the, the paper that was thrown out there. All of it. I left for 15 minutes. And y'all, when I promise you I came back, there was garbage back in that area. But yet you want to complain that they don't clean up the area. My people, come on now. Y'all got to do better. It don't make no sense. It don't make no sense. And it broke my heart. And I'm telling you, I was sitting there in tears because I did not know that we were so far 
We were so far gone, per to say, for lack of better words. I had no idea because I don't live that life, so I don't understand it. But then when I'm sitting there in the core of it and I'm looking at the vortex of what's going on, it's depressing. And I see why people like me, if you don't have enough of the S-O-N in you, you will stop trying to help the people because they don't want your help. They want to be, be, it seems, appears as though they want to remain helpless and hopeless. And I'm standing there in this S-U-N because of the S-O-N, trying to give you some help, and you telling me, no, you all right, but then you looking like you ain't all right? Looking like death is at your front door. And all I'm trying to do is give you a key to life, and you won't even take it. That's so depressing. But as I stated, they say that they won't help. They didn't put somebody that don't look like them over there trying to offer them help. They tried everything. We tried Hispanic. We tried white. We tried everything. Sometimes people, my people, we don't want help. We want to find a way to complain. And same way with the white people. They're afraid to say anything because guess what? They become ostracized. They become you part of those people. And then we become you people. We're we people. We're people. We bleed the same blood. And as I always say, if I need blood in order to live a little little while longer just to spread one more of God's messages, please give me the blood. I don't care who it comes from as long as it's human and it matches my D, it matches my blood type. If it's from Spanish, I may come back speaking Spanish. That might give me an advantage. Give it to me. What's your blood type, Dorothy? Give it to me. Please give it to me. That that part. That's all I got to say. Give my, it to me. My blood type is A. When I go to the grocery store, I go I go around seven thirty in the morning to get my spot. When I walk through the grocery store, I bless everybody I can everybody I can. Because I'm carrying Jesus with me all, all the whole time I'm there. I smile at them, I talk very 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 loving. And I ask questions because I want to be the seed planner to make sure they know Jesus. Now, sometimes the seed planter is all they, is all they need, and then half, a lot of times they, I see them for the following week, they smile at me, and they, they, they say to me, I feel the love of Christ in your heart. And if you're going to the grocery store, you're going to the gas station, just say, welcome back. I love you. A lot of times they know that you're a Christian, but you got to hold it with you. Don't sit there and walk around and pop your cigarette and drink your Coca-Cola and ignore them. That's not what they want to hear. What they want to see is hope. They want to feel the strength of your heartbeat. If you love God, and I know you do, share it. Witness. And and she's right. You know, and, and then with this, 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 this COVID-19 thing, it makes me so sad that I can't see the smile in people's face. I have to look at their eyes now. I have to try to see what they're doing behind their mask when, with, with their eyes. And it's made me very in tune because I know as a little girl, no one ever saw my eyes. They only saw the smile. They didn't see past that. Now we have to. You don't know somebody's smiling. You don't know what's going on with people now. And we gotta keep we gotta keep spreading Christ. We got to. Well, for me, that is my method that I use. Everybody may not use that method, but whatever method you use, 
to help someone, even if it's just a simple, you look beautiful. You don't always have to say God in order to know that you are representing God. You just simply say, oh, what a beautiful outfit. And do you know, you guys, I find out when I tell a woman or a man that they look nice, do you know that almost gives them that sense of, whoa, wow. Someone noticed that I took time out to fix myself up today. Someone noticed. That's all it takes, just one kind one kind gesture. I challenge everyone watching to do one kind gesture every day, even if it's simply just to say, you smell nice. You look nice. I like your hat. I like your shoes. All those pants fit you so well. Whatever kind gesture you can do, just do one kind thing. Let somebody over. If somebody's in a hurry, let them over. Let them in. We can see people in a hurry with their blinker on, and we will not stop. They ain't getting past me. And, Lord, don't let it be somebody of another nationality. The first thing we say, oh, these white people think they got on everything. And it's sad. We shouldn't do that. And another thing we say, oh, these Mexicans, they sure can't drive. You don't know why they're not driving right. You don't know. Quit judging what? that. Just let them come on over and do what they're going to do, and you worry about what you're doing. And then, the, and then vice versa, when it's a black person, ooh, these black people, they just outrageous now. They just think they can take over. I got something brief I want to share. This is thought I heard at church. Go ahead, you can say it. Okay, you don't have to say it. Okay. Whom have I in heaven but you? There is nothing on earth I desire beside you. My heart and my strength, many times they fail. But there is one truth that always will prevail. God is the strength of my heart. God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Forever. Now that's a beautiful song. Now who's that song by? Do you know? Choice music. Okay, choice music. That is that said a lot in just that little sense. And thank you for sharing me. And that was that was a beautiful share. Thank you so much. Choice. Choice music. Choice music. I heard that song and the, the the Christian. Um, 1993. I was a part of a Christian contemporary service. Like the four years, it says church around church. It spearheaded the Lake Point campus. And it reached tons upon tons of youth. We had people in wheelchairs coming on the second floor, catching up to church. This church was a 25-group uh, bunch of youth. And I get this in Carl Shepard. I love you, Carl. God bless you. Dean Powell, did you hear us? That, that, the the impact of that, of that church is still here. And people that know it are still around. I still know all of them. Oh, wow. And that goes to show when you stay on the, on the battlefield for Christ, he will bless you. She said it started out with 25 people. Now, you guys, they've got, what, like nine campuses? Lake Point has nationwide. Like, Jerry May is, is my teacher. He knew about it as well. There's a lot of people going to this facility. And I'm telling you, I went there and visited. it. When I, You can just see and feel the love of God. They have no peripheral peripheral treatment. Everybody is the same, and they embrace you and they welcome you. It's Black Point Church. It's Mesquite. 
There are nine campuses. You can look it up if you choose to look it up. Lake Point Church, they've got locations everywhere, everywhere. They've got them everywhere, and I'm telling you, they are about God's business. Because let me tell you what they did for me. I went there one time, and I was. they had a volunteer program. And I've seen this where I went to churches of my kind. Now, this is a, this was founded by white people. I'm just being honest. I told y'all we're going to be candid. We're going to be honest. We ain't finna hold no bars. So white people founded this church. I take my little black self up in there, not a member, not a member. They didn't ask me for a dollar. They didn't ask me what, what, they didn't care about anything. They saw someone willing to serve for Christ. And what they did is when they said they had a volunteer program for Poteet High School, they did do a background check because they have to in order to make sure that I'm not whatever. But it didn't take them all. It didn't take me going through no new membership class. It didn't take me paying a certain amount of tithes. It didn't take me having a membership ID. It didn't take all the stuff that I find in my church amongst my people. It took me willing to serve and willing to give up my information so they could do what was needed to do to make sure that they're not putting someone dangerous around children. They knew I loved Christ because of what I was saying. And sometimes you don't have to say anything. All you got to do is walk in your light and in your anointing. They will know because those people are very sensitive and they know the spirit. They try to fear by the spirit. They knew. And they could tell my heart was pure. And I'm sure there's some people that have volunteered that they have been like, we'll get back with you. But I'm just saying the scrutiny that I have to go through in my own church, where my people are, and I'm willing to help my people, I didn't go through this at this church. These people did that background check. They interviewed me for a little while, and they told me what to do and how to do it. And guess what? They didn't just put me out there and throw me over there. They stayed with me. They always sent a text message. How are you today, sister? What's going on? What are, you, are you okay? Can you send an encouraging word? And then on top of all that, they opened the doorway for me to speak to more you. They watched my character. They saw the, the spirit of God which radiates out of me. They saw the love that I had, not what I had. Did y'all understand that? My church, around the church that I've been to, is what I have versus what? what I had. And what I mean, what I had, I had... What I have, I'm sorry, is what I have versus what I had. At this church over here, I was able to display that I had the love of Christ in me. It wasn't my car that I have. It wasn't my income. It wasn't my outfit. It wasn't my pretentiousness that got me. It was the love of Christ that I had within me, not what I have on the outside of me. When Crossfire was open for only two years, we went from 25 people to 100 people on the second floor. We had people that had, had, had issues with the downstairs church. People were bored. They weren't learning about God. We had people coming up in wheelchairs, having a Donald squat box in the middle, contemporary uh, music, um, youth, seniors, people coming from North Dallas. Um, I met Amy Grant, Rick Kua, Sam Perry. And she's just giving you a history of how 
if you stay with Christ, it will open up doors, and it doesn't matter how you come. And when there was conflict, they paid attention. They paid attention, and they did what needed to be done, needed to be done in order to show that this is all about Christ. We're not going to have this confusion. We're not going to have all this, and we're not going to treat people different because they come from a different culture. We're going to treat everybody the same, and that's what I noticed at Lake Fort Church. And I'm telling you, this church is huge. And they have nationalities from everywhere. And everyone is just important because they know that we all are there because of the blood of Christ. Thank you, my student, Harry Myers Park. We had 7,000 people. And it's all free. Free, 7,000 people. That's that's beautiful. That's beautiful. But that just goes to show, like I said, when you follow Christ, that's what that is. But I'm back to my subject. We will not, we will not, we will not remain silent. We will not live in silence anymore, people. I challenge everyone out here, I, especially people of a different national, of the, the two cultures that are fighting. That's the blacks and the whites, the whites and the blacks, the black and white, the ebony, the ivory, the cream and coffee. Whatever you whatever you need to do to make sure you understand that it's the blacks and whites, the whites and the blacks, cream and coffee, ebony and ivory, we got to That is the color of violence, is the silence that we're using to stay, to keep this craziness going. The media. They shine lights on everything to keep us divided. When are we going to catch on? I don't have a whole bunch of money. It's not benefiting me to sit here and do this. The only benefit I'm getting is to know that I'm serving in the capacity to where I'm willing to put my life on the line for Christ, my beliefs for Christ on the line. And at some point, you got to get to that point where that's all that matters to you. If you believe in this Bible, the Holy Bible, the King James, whatever Bible you choose to pick up, if you believe in it, as long as it's representing Christ and it's showing the love of Christ, that's what you need to do. And I challenge you to do it. Don't keep sitting back and just waiting for violence to happen, sitting back watching after violence has happened. Don't keep doing that. Either you stand up or continue to be stood on. Media, it's time for them to quit getting so much money off of all this craziness. There, when, when something bad happens, you get T-shirts, you get news reports, you get all the viewers, you get all the attention in the world. Propaganda. That's sad. It is sad, people. Sad, 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 sad. But I'm going to take a commercial break real quickly. Y'all enjoy the song, and I'll be right back. Stay with me. It's going to get better, I promise you. And if you have something to say, get on that phone call, 515-605-9873. I welcome whatever you have to say, whatever it is you want to say. Please, please, please call 615-505-9873. 605-515-9873. I'm, 
I don't know why. Now, y'all know I know this number by heart. Let me say it again. 515-605-9873. See, when I'm trying to be all cor- correct and slow, I mess it up. So y'all write fast. Let me say it again. Y'all ready? Get your pen. Hurry up. 515-605-9873. Okay, my producer just sent it to me. Thank you, Chris. 515-605-9873. Y'all call in and share your comments. This is what I believe. When wife remains silent, violence is going to happen. When blacks remain silent, violence has already happened. How many of y'all believe that? If you believe it, put a yes, a check mark, a like, or a love, or something in there to let me know that you understand what I'm saying. I'd appreciate it because it's not easy to sacrifice every Monday to get on here and try to do something for the community, for the, the, the country, the people, the community, everywhere I'm at. You guys, let me know. I'll be back in a few minutes. Thank you. Stay tuned. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show. show, right now on TPV Radio. Mary, Mary, the earth is shaking. Who gon' save the babies from another bloody Sunday? I'm singing Mary, Mary. They love me or they hate me for my skin color. But you say I am your brother. The government keep lying to me. Telling me that they come to set the people free But the power falls when you catch us on the knees Heaven please, we're in a state of emergency See, we need a strong God, yeah We need the real God, yeah The God with the resurrection power from the grave Take away the hate to heal the human race, yeah We need a We need a We need a We need a strong God, Say, Mary, Mary, they say the climate changes, the poor people in the cold, but you keep preaching to their soul. Mm. We don't leave till everybody's free, and we won't sleep till everybody eats, until lives matter, more than ties matter. The government keep lying to me. Telling me that they're gonna set the people free But the power falls when you catch us on the knees Heaven please, we're in a state of emergency See, we need a Strong God Real strong, yeah We need a Real God Yeah, yeah The God with the resurrection power from the grave To take away the hate To heal the human race See, we need a We need a We need a We need a strong God Yeah, we want justice, we want change, we want peace and no more pain, we want peace and no more pain, we want to be free, that's my instrument, what I need, yeah, we want justice. 
gospel. Be the gospel. My country tears of thee, sweet land of liberty. When will we finally see we need a strong God? Yeah. The government keep lying to me, telling me that they're going to set the people free. But the power falls when you catch us on the knees. Oh, now, heaven, please, we're in a state of emergency, because we need a strong God. Yeah. We need the real
Together with our differences, together we are bolder, braver, stronger. Yo, what's good? It's your boy, Josiah Khalid. Listen, you're listening to the Thomas Voice Radio. Walk with me. Let's go. You're listening to Dorothy Patterson, the reality, the reality show, show, right now on TPV Radio. Well, okay, guys, I, I, I checked the problem with my producer, with the phone lines. There are people that are coming on, but the calls are dropping, they're picking up, they're dropping, they're picking up, they're dropping. So I apologize for the uh, delays and the inconvenience in it. Um, I I don't know, but T-Mobile has has had problems all day today, and it would be on the day that my show is coming on, and I'm talking about the racial disparities that we're having. But that's okay. We're going to keep moving anyway. So if you want, you can always call... My number, those of you that have my phone number, you can dial me, and I can do a conference call with you. So, as a matter of fact, let me try to get someone um, on here to do a conference call. I will try it. I don't know how well it will work, but we, hey, this is the thing. Matter of fact, let me use, I'm going to I'm gonna dial someone else's number and see if I can't get them on this line. You know, you got to always try to fight Satan. You are, I mean, Satan's always up to something, and you got to figure out a way to outsmart him sometimes. So I'm getting ready to reach out to uh, one of my life coaches. She said that she was trying to call in, and if you can hear me, please, please answer your line. It's me calling from a number that you do not know, but I will definitely be calling you here in a brief moment. And, I, I mean, I'm just amazed at how things continue to I mean, I'm constantly having conflict, you guys. You have no idea how much I go through every week. Just simple stuff, trying to do this this, this show. It is unbelievable. And I'm looking like, does everyone else have these problems like me? So you know what? Oh, no. i tell you what I do know, that when I'm having these problems, it lets me know that I'm on the right path and I'm doing something that God wants done because Satan is so angry. And he ain't going to defeat me, y'all. He ain't going to defeat me. I'm calling you now. And hopefully you will answer your phone. Please answer your phone. You know who I'm talking to. One of my mentors. Wow. Guess what it says. This is what we're hearing. Do you guys hear this? And we did. We dialed the area code and the number. And this is what we're getting. So this is letting you know something's going on. Wow. (laughs) That goes to show you. Well, anyway, we'll keep it going. There's, I made some notes. I'm going to try to call in the radio station. Number. It won't let you get through because you're too close. Oh. 
Okay, now I made a I made a little mental note to myself. The color violence is so vivid. It is so vivid. It is so vivid when we see it, but we won't act. We act like we don't see the color violence, which is silence. We act like we don't see it. We see it every day. Someone remains silent. You can go up to someone right now and ask them about. Okay, let's let's do an experiment. If we don't believe that the color of violence is so vivid, I want let's do an experiment. I want you to go out here, and I want you to ask somebody black about George Floyd. Or, for that matter, somebody white about George Floyd. And I guarantee you, everybody knows. And the two races will say one or two things. Well, there's only there's only one thing that should be said. That was wrong. That was wrong. Or they'll say, I wonder what happened. I wonder what did he do. It doesn't matter what he did. What I want people to understand, look at how Satan has methodically used color barriers to divide America. Now, the thing that was so small that no one ever noticed was the fact that that was a man in blue with a badge on and a uniform on. Our first key as Christian people is to open your ears and listen, keep it in mind, write it down, and take a stand. Because we have everything to say, and we are accountable to Jesus. He knows who's true and who's not. And I'm going to tell you, the Christian woman is very strong. The Almighty knows what happened. And he wants us to prevail. He died for us. He told Caesar, God's kingdom cannot be bought and sold. And I'm here to tell you, if we're going to be Caesar, we're going to die. Because God is in control. He knows. And he cried for us. He cries at night when he goes to bed. He bled and died for us. That's enough. When he falls asleep at night. He aches for his people to tell the truth, to share his word, and to bless his name. I mean, it keeps you up all night, so what? It's for his glory. Thank you. That is so true. That is so, so true. Now, as I was saying, I challenge, they will do one or two things. They will either say, that was wrong, or they'll say, well, it's under investigation. The investigation was right there on the scene. To watch someone's life be taken from them by someone holding a knee on their neck for 8 minutes and 46 seconds. There's no need for an investigation. He was in handcuffs. You are in the blue uniform. So internal affairs, I don't understand. Maybe they had to go through another procedure. Maybe the internal affairs had to make sure they give the right charge. Maybe that's what they were doing, making sure they give the right charge. But whatever it was, I know that a charge needed to be made, it didn't, and it shouldn't have taken as long as it took. It should have been done immediately, period. But needless to say, it was done, and I'm glad that they're coming to some type of resolution with this thing. It is horrible. And let's say, let, let me tell you something, white people and black people. We are not going to stop just because it has died down. It dies down, but if it's just dying down, that doesn't mean it dies. We want to kill this 
disease in our country. We want to kill the racial divide. And the only way we can kill it is not to let it die, not let it die down, but let it die. And the only way we're going to do that is if we come together and realize, I ain't going nowhere. My skin color ain't going nowhere. It ain't going nowhere. And the white color ain't going nowhere. You know who's coming up? Now, y'all, I don't mean to, now let me just shine some light in this dark place. I'm the reality coach, and I keep it 100% real. We have a no holds barred conversation. We're having candid conversation about what's really going on in America. Let me tell you what's Who the silence is golden for right now, that old rule silence is golden? Hispanic. It used to be when they came over here to this country, they had to figure out what, we, what language we were talking. Now it's the other way around. We got to figure out what language they're talking. So while you white people and you black people, those people and you people, while we fighting, them people coming up. Now you got to call on the phone and push one for English, two for Spanish. I remember as a little girl, that didn't go on. And I'm not saying don't try to make this country beneficial for everyone. No, please don't misunderstand me. But understand what I'm saying. While we're bickering and we're fighting amongst each other, the two most powerful cultures in the United States, the Asians are coming up. They got they got supply beauty supply stores on every corner. They getting all our American dollars and sending it back to their country because we over here fighting and fussing. The Hispanics, boy, they got the con- they got concrete, trash, everything sold up, the lawn, everything. The stuff that we used to do. Well, let me tell you what we're going to have to understand. Black people, my people, skills pay the bills. Skills pay the bills. Education gives you the will to get in the door. But them skills pay those bills. When you ain't got no education, you can use these five things that God gave you and this right here and make you some money. But we didn't got so educated in America, we ain't got no sense. But guess who got some sense? They come over, and this goes to prove education is wonderful, but it is not going to get you everything you need. You need some skills to pay these bills. Let me tell you, these Hispanics come over here, they can't speak our language. They can't do nothing. But what they can do, they can bring them skills from putting them bricks and mortar together over in Mexico. They bring them here. They bring the skills from planting those flowers over there and making them beautiful. They bring them here, and they pass that knowledge on down to their children. And guess what? They ain't out here swabbling and fighting with each other. If you think for one minute you don't get a Hispanic to turn on another Hispanic, you better watch your back. They not getting ready to do it. They will embrace you, but they will erase you, too. Don't get it twisted. They'll embrace you, but they will erase you. So let me tell you, black folks, if you think the Hispanics love you so much, they do love you, but don't you get it twisted. They love their they love their culture. And it ain't just them. The African culture is the same way. Well, one person says they are treated like slaves, too. But you know what? They may be treated like slaves, but, baby, them slaves is coming up like we did at one point. We was treated like slaves, and we were slaves. But I'm telling you, slaves came up. They always come up. The servant always comes up as long as they're a humble servant. 
We don't get treated more different because we ain't humble no more. We got to humble ourselves again. We done got so haughty and so way up here until we don't realize that we don't humble ourselves, we going to keep falling. That's why we slipping back into slavery where don't nobody recognize our talents anymore. They don't recognize our gifts. They don't recognize our skills anymore because we've gotten so way up here instead of remaining humble. Hispanics are some of the most humble people. They don't care. Well, now some of them, now, now, now let me warn the Hispanics. Now, when you get beside yourself, trust me, God got a way of making you remember. And let me tell you about this, 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 this here. My people, are we starting to re- remember when we were called tar babies? We was laying the tar on the street. Now you got to see if you a baby to get some tar. You remember when we was called sewer rats? We was down in the sewers making sure that the that 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 the menu, that that the sewer lines ran wonderful. We didn't want to be called sewer rats. We didn't want to be called tar babies. We didn't want to be called monkeys on the roof. Well, guess what? God blessed us with everything that we said we didn't want. He gave us the desires of our hearts. We're no longer considered that. We're considered educated. But look at us. Look at us. White, you didn't want us doing your yard. You didn't want us on your roof. You didn't want us laying the tar. You asked for what you got, and now you got it. Now look who's benefiting. God gives us what we ask for, but sometimes what we're asking for is what we need. You better stop asking for what you want and ask for what you need, because the Bible says I will supply all your needs, all your needs. And if you're getting your needs met, you can best believe your wants are tossed in there too. Because guess what? When I need to eat, I want to be full. But do I need to be full? Do I need to be stuffed? God gives me something to eat. Not only does he give me something to eat, he gives me plenty to eat. So I need to eat, but I want to be stuffed because I enjoy it so. And I'm telling you, when you get those needs down, your wants going to be in there too. Are we tired of getting, now we're getting everything that we want, but not what we need. The kids to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Each and every day. This morning I was in my Sunday school class online, and Jerry Minks had said Romans 8, 1, 8, 13. Paul had said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. I am not ashamed. Brothers and sisters, it's time to be not ashamed. And that is true. We cannot, like I always say, a good word we need not be We don't need to be ashamed. We got to come together. And back to what I'm saying, you guys, we're getting everything we want. And now look at us. Are we happy yet? Are we happy yet? Are there any callers online? Chris, are there anyone, is there anyone on the phone lines again? Uh, no, ma'am. There's no one on the line. Uh, I did check I, the line. Our lines are clear on our end, so I don't know why no one connected. Called different numbers. You guys, again, I'm so sorry. I, I don't know well, why it's not working. I have I don't know why it's not working. I have no idea, but I do know 
T-Mobile has been experiencing issues, and I don't know if his who his provider is, but some of you all, T-Mobile and Metro are kind of conjoined together. So if some of you have Metro and T-Mobile, they're t- Sprint, T-Mobile, and Metro. I think, okay, all, okay. I think they've all kind of merged together, and because of this merger, it's causing something to go wrong. And it could be the 5G thing. Yeah, but there's, so, there's 5G going on right now. Uh, with all the characters, uh, we have AT&T, so we've already been upgraded, but a lot of the other carriers are c- catching up, and it will cause problems, but, you know, like I said, again, we made, I made sure the lines were ready to go when you were live. This is the first time this has ever happened, so we're, we're just going to ride the wave. So back to you, Dorothy. All right. Well, you guys, hey, why is everything always got to be a first time on my show? I don't understand now, they could have did this yesterday, y'all. They knew I was coming on today. They know I'm as kind, I'm as smart, and I'm as important. Just, just joking. You know, it's, it, it can happen at any time. It's okay. So, okay, someone said today is the launch. Okay, well, hi, Cartesia. Well, anyway, back to what I was saying. We've got to, we've got to stop whites and blacks. We've got to stop. Silence is not golden. It's horrible. We need to speak up and speak out and stand up or continue to be stood on. And we got to realize that other countries are watching us and the two most powerful cultures are just, just fighting like, scrapping like animals. For what? There's enough in America for all. God, God owns everything. He owns everything. And look, he said, if you do not, if my people, who are called by my name, if, if, only if, my people, who are called, will humble themselves. We don't want to humble ourselves. And look at what's going on. America is a mess. It is a mess. And it's sad when you can go to another country and live better in the most wealthiest, live in a poor country better than you can in the most wealthiest country. It's sad. That's because we're going with what we want, not what we need. We need to work together so we can train these children up and we can get some better kids going on because these kids are out of control too. And whatever it takes, if it takes somebody white telling a little black kid to go over there and sit down, and even if you have to say it this way, and it's a shame, and it's a shame, and forgive me, you all, if I'm wrong, but let me just tell you, I told you I'm going to be candid, and I'm going to have candid conversation. I'm going to keep it 100% real. If you have to tell that little black boy, boy, don't you know my people killing people, you best go over there and sit on that curb and be quiet. Whatever color you are, if you got to tell it that way to make that little black boy go sit down, that's fine. And if you got to say it to the white person, look, don't talk, don't handle me like that because you don't, you know, we, we, we fight now. We, we, we a little upset now. Don't handle me that way. Whatever it takes for us to understand each other, that's what we got to do. Whatever language, I don't know what language we got to use to understand each other, but we got to do something because guess what? The Hispanics understand each other very well, and they understand us very well. The Africans understand us very well. The Jamaicans understand the white and the black very well. The Asians understand the white and the black very well. They have figured this thing out, and we're the only ones still stuck on stupid. 
Asians figured out if we make the white, if we make the black women think that they can put on this hair and look like Barbie, whatever, y'all, y'all, I'm wearing my hair because it makes it convenient for me because I'm always doing something and I can still look somewhat decent. And I'm not saying my own hair, but my own hair don't grow fast. This grew real fast. Took me, took me an hour and a half to grow some hair so I could look decent. But that's my preference. That's all I'm saying. It's my preference. It ain't that I got it. It ain't that I got to wear it. I wear it because I like the way it look on me. It ain't trying to be like Sarah. It ain't trying to be like, uh, what's one, Laura. It ain't trying to be like them. It's trying to be, it's trying to be me. But anyway, I'm just telling you now. I'm just telling you. But they, the agents have figured it out. Let them, and, and guess what, y'all, at the end of the day, is somebody, I guarantee is somebody smart, white, behind this movement. I guarantee they putting all that money together and they letting you think it's an Asian person. Let me tell you what my mother used to tell me when I owned the business. She used to always say, you need a window dresser. Excuse me? A window dresser? What are you talking about? When I owned my salon, my mother told me, you need a window dresser. And I'm like, a window dresser? What is that? She said, if you want your people to come in and cater to your business, you got to put your white person up there because we've been methodically trained to believe that a white person can bring in the business. Well, y'all, you know what? I didn't believe it. But I'm telling you, when they found, as long as, when I owned my salon, as long as my people thought it was someone white that owned my salon, they was paying me regular, like clockwork. I was the manager. But once they found out I was the owner, baby, they forgot that I stood up there 14 hours just like they did, cutting hair, trimming hair, doing whatever to pay. It wasn't their money that was keeping me with anything on. It wasn't my money. I mean, it wasn't their money. I was standing there too. I couldn't get them to pay me worth nothing. And that's sad. We got it all mixed up, but guess what? We better get it together. Okay, uh, like I said, whatever blood I need, I don't care who it comes from, just give it to me. I'll take it. Thank you very much. I will take it. Please give it to me. And the only people that ain't figured it out is the two most powerful cultures together in America, whites and blacks, blacks and whites. We ain't figured it out. We got to stop being stuck on stupid people. It's getting real out here. It's real. At the end of the day, when it comes to what we need to do in another country, when we go to war, I guarantee you racism don't exist. Because guess what? At the end of the at the end of thing, we understand we're fighting against the Koreans, and we're I'm just using this as hypothetically speaking. We got on American uniform. We see that American flag. We don't care what what color they are. We looking for that flag. That's the way we're gonna have to get back to America. See the flag. See that we're all here. We're all Americans, and we gotta come together. Ain't nobody better than no one. We all should be as one. United we stand, divided we fall. That was real. And then on our currency, do you realize we're the only currency that has a God we trust? Where is God in all this craziness? Where is God? We got to put God back in it. Our country was founded on biblical principles. 
But I'm telling you, the minute the minute tragedy happens, people forget all about God. They don't even know God. Who is God? What is God? Jesus ain't the light of the world no more. It ain't nothing but darkness and misery. And that's sad, American people. It's so sad. We got to do better. I love God. I love all people. I love my white sister sitting next to me. I love the Mexicans. And let me tell you something about these Hispanics, y'all. Let me tell you. Y'all know I'm a little crazy. I like to keep it a little comical, so let me give you a little comedy so y'all can laugh a little bit. Honey, let me tell you. My neighborhood, when I first moved over here, this was the most beautiful neighborhood you'd ever want to live in. Oh, my God, everybody's yard was beautiful. Well, we went through a dry spell. We started getting a bunch of rentals of all nationalities. When I say I never, I, I go outside, I just come back in my house and shake my head. I just shake my head. Now, let me tell you about my Mexican neighbors. And you can see it, too. Have you not seen a shift in the yard? How they start to look real good again? I'm seeing real flowers. I'm seeing, oh, honey, I love my little Mexican neighbors. Now, they, they and they go, and guess what? They going to feed you. Every time they have a cookout, I'm getting some chicken wrapped in a tamale. I mean, some chicken wrapped in a jalapeno. I'm getting some corn with the, you know, that good corn that they put their cheese on and that, that, that hot sauce and that... Uh, sour cream, they, I'm getting that. And I don't know what they do that corn, but y'all, that's some good corn. And then I'm getting uh, some barbecue real. See, and then one thing about my, my little neighbors, they, they watch what we like. And they know how to cater. They know how to humble themselves enough to make sure that you are right. They know black folks like ribs. This time, y'all, they brought me some barbecue ribs. And when I tell you, that woman made those ribs in that stove. She didn't even put them on the grill, baby. Them ribs were so tender. The, the, I had to go ask her, what you do to these ribs? Now, I'm black. I'm supposed to know how to cook some ribs. But honey, that Mexican cooked them ribs. And you know Mexicans don't cook ribs? They cook chicken, polio. And some, what's that, what? cow tongue and pulled pork. But baby, she, that's maneuver. Oh, okay. Well, they put, they, well, honey, she pulled a slab of ribs out on me and gave me four ribs. And they were so good. And then my other neighbor. Now, I'm going to tell you, my other spending neighbor on the other side. Now, they observe them. They watch things. And they want your stuff to be nice. They want they, they come to beautify the neighborhood. Well, y'all, I call myself going to do me some weed and feed. Don't know nothing about lawns. But I was going to weed and feed my yard because, see, I wanted the weeds to be gone. Because I usually have pretty grass. Well, I'm just out there putting it out there. And I done killed my grass. Well, my little neighbor next door is a yard man. I saw him out there throwing fertilizer and some stuff in my yard to help my yard come back right. He didn't have to do that. That's what we you you see how they doing that? They ain't caring the fact that they that they don't care that I'm black. They see someone in need of something that they can give. They're willing to give. That's the problem. We're not willing to give anymore without a reward. And you know what they like to see the most about me? Me just simply saying, Hey, how you doing? Hey, Sunshine. How you doing? That's all they want to see. And you know what? Every day I come out, y'all, I'm telling you, the Mex- the little girl on the side of me, the little Mexican little girl, look, I call her P. Little P, let me tell you, little P, oh, Miss Dorothy, you look so beautiful. Oh, Miss Dorothy, you always look beautiful. Y'all, I, I get, when I come outside, I try to make sure she sees me so I can get my vote of confidence. And let me tell you, children tell the truth. If you ain't looking right now, when I come out there in jogging suits and, and not dressed up, 
Lil P don't say nothing. Hi, Miss Dorothy. That's all she hears. But, baby, when she see me fixed up, oh, Miss Dorothy, you look beautiful. Oh, you're so beautiful. Y'all just don't know how that does something to a person. If a child can do it, why can't we do it? She didn't care that I don't look like her mama or her daddy. She saw a beautiful person standing in front of her. And then when I see all the kids outside, I, I mean, I got, I mean, there, I didn't even know we had this many kids in the neighborhood. And I'm telling you, pick your color. They there. They Asian, mixed, white, black. They all playing together. And the laughter that I hear from these kids. It is so beautiful to hear. I hear them going up and down on the scooters, up and down doing everything. Y'all, we as adults got to get it together. The kids doing better than we doing. They got to be sitting there saying, Lord, have mercy. Hispanics coming up, the kids got more kids than us. In the two races with all the supposedly greatest sense and the greatest gifts and the greatest skills, we fighting each other. Blacks, please. White people, please. Black people, please. You people got it all wrong. And I'm talking about you people. The blacks and the and the whites is you people. You got it all wrong. Why those people got it all right? All the other nationalities, we gonna have to start calling them those people. And blacks and white is you people. You people got it all mixed up. We gonna do something different. Stop crying and fighting each other and come together and do better. We have to. Yes, will there still be some racial tensions? Of course. And quit acting like black people, y'all ain't racist. We racist. We racist. We are. We got some racism in us, too, just like they do. And it is what it is. But we got to stop. Because guess what? While we sit over here doing racism, guess who getting to the finish line? The racists that ain't even, that ain't even, they can't even do half the stuff that we can do. They sit back watching us destroy each other. And, and while we destroying each other, they coming up. They got whole communities. Now, you go through one neighborhood. It used to be where they didn't have a whole neighborhood. You go out in some areas, they got a whole Vietnamese neighborhood. And it's looking beautiful. It looks so royal and plush and rich. They coming up. Hispanics, they got more market. I don't even know how to say the name of that store. On On my blog, it's nothing but white people. And it's been a four-block radius. I know them, but they won't help me repair my fence or mow my lawn. Well, now, hold on. Let me, now, now, you know I'm the reality coach. Let me keep it real with you. If you ain't doing your part, let me tell you, people, if you ain't doing your part, don't think everybody else going to do their part. Mm-mm. No, we're not going to come. No, we ain't going to keep helping you. You want to keep laying up here having 50 babies? We're going to help you with them first two, them, them other three. Now, we can't keep giving you all this stuff now. You got to come on now. You got to get up and do your part. If your lawn needs to be mowed, if they don't see you out there helping with your yard, you don't, they don't see you picking your weeds, don't expect them to come help you cut all your weeds down now. You got to do your part. Are you doing your part? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Okay, well, as long as you don't help my neighbor on the block for her, which I told us for yesterday. Okay, well, let me just tell you. Let me keep it real. I'm the reality coach. If you ain't doing your part, we ain't, ain't going to keep helping you now. We'll help you the first few times now. Come on now. And, yes, you're right, Pamela. This is a spiritual warfare. But a lot of people don't understand it. So we got to keep it on a simple level. And that's why I don't even go into spiritual warfare. Yes, we're in a spiritual we're in a spiritual warfare. We are. But a lot of people don't understand it. So can we just start out simple? Can we get people to just be good people? If we can just get you to be good people, good people, then we just start doing some more stuff. 
We can start helping you bring you on in and help you understand a little things on a different level. But we got to renew our minds first. So our lives can be, we got to liberate our minds so our lives can be transformed. And that's why I'm saying this. I love Christ. I know all about the spiritual Christ, the spiritual warfare we're in. We're right in the dispensation of Christ. Yes, I know all about it, but a lot of people don't. But can I get people to know about what's good and what's bad? If I can get that little basic thing right there, then I can take you on a little higher to what I know. But I'm just trying to get you to be a good person. Understand that you cannot remain in silence. Whatever's going on with you, you ain't the only one. We now, we at a point, these two cultures, I'm talking to you people, black and white, you people, we're going to have to pull it together. We're going to have to. We're going to have to. We just can't do it because guess what? Everybody else is willing to work with us. We just won't work with each other. Or we work with each other when we have to. It shouldn't be that way. We should work with each other because we're Americans and we need what's best for our country. But we hate, we, we got so much hatred in all of us. We all have, we got judgmental attitudes. We got superiority. and We got egos, pride, everything in the way. We love God. We love God with our everything. We love God with all our being only if everything will get out of the way. And y'all, I wrote Black Tears for black people. I wrote it for us. Because we are truly gifted people, but we've lost sight of the gift that's within us because we're so busy trying to be something that we're not. Just be who God made you, loving, kind. White people, be who God made you, loving and kind. And if you got those in your, those that look like you, that are your kind, that don't want to be loving and kind, put them over there in the jar. They'll eventually catch on. We're letting too much evil rub off on good instead of good rubbing off on evil. And the Bible speaks of this. But we can turn things around according to Romans 12 and 1. Be ye transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. Yes, we've all been programmed conditionally, conditionally programmed to believe that we got to fight with each other. One race is better than the other. No, it's not. As you say, we all bleed the same blood. Now, let me go and read some of these comments. Y'all know I wear glasses, so you you just hold on. I didn't bring them out. Okay, someone said today is the launch of their new uh, 5G thing. I'm I'm starting to believe that, too. And let's see what else. Uh, It's not him. Oh, it's all the networks. Someone recognizes that. It's AT&T, too. It's just not T-Mobile. It's everybody. Uh, let's see. Oh, thanks, thanks, Cartesia. Thank you. I appreciate that. She said I'm beautiful. Oh, hey, Q. I'm going to cut your name off like I do Little Miss P. Hey, girl. Some of y'all tell me I'm beautiful. I like that stuff. Boy, y'all going to have me on here every day. Y'all going to make me go get my lashes and my, my, my lipsticks and all that stuff going on. Don't make me do it. Don't make me do it because I'm willing to do it. Okay, let's see. The whole world has been uh, lied to, and everyone wants to blame each other. This is this is kids in grown-up bodies. If everyone would take a look at look in the mirror, 
and point the finger at at self, the world would change. Okay, the world would change instantly. Good and evil is a choice, and everyone gets the same choice daily. Wow, now that is true. Now that is so true. Good and evil is a choice, but sometimes. Some people don't have a choice because when you're programmed as a child with hatred, it is hard to deprogram yourself, especially if you don't know that it is a program. And and, and it is it, it is not right. Yes, of course you see it and, 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 and you know it's not right. It's hard to change that programming. After you've been programmed for so many years, it is hard to change that programming. It really is. So if don't beat yourself up. Just understand and fight. Fight to deprogram yourself. Fight. You have to. And it is hard. It is hard. But some people, yes, we do have a choice, but sometimes life don't bring us a choice when the people that we love and it showed us what love is, all we know is what they've taught us. That's all we know. We got to find a way to break it, though. We really do. And let's start with you people, black and white. I challenge every black and every white to embrace each other and give each other a hug and a high five. I know Corona, but it's mighty funny. Corona is still here. But guess what? If God leads you to hug somebody, hug the person. Put your mask on and give them a hug or give them an elbow or something. Smile, hold the door, do something. Do one kind gesture to you people, black and white. Now, I ain't trying to leave anybody outside. Now, if you Spanish, Asian, whatever nationality you are, we including you too. We all got it down. It ain't about y'all right now. It's about the spiritual warfare that we going on with us. Okay? Now, I'm just saying, you people, blacks and white, you people got it all wrong. This slave thing, the slave mentality, we was a slave and then my slave master. Do you know how many white people walk around on eggshells because they don't know what to do? Because it ain't them. And do you know how many black folks walk around with a temple who wasn't even a slave? It wasn't you. It, you wasn't a, I wasn't a slave. Now, I do feel bad for the people, and I do see what's going on. What can I do in today's time? There are too many movements going on for us to stay like this. Too many movements going on. Too many people coming together. There are too many interracial kids. There are too many interracial relationships for us to stay divided. We got to come together. Quit worrying about color. Quit thinking your color better than the other color. It ain't. When it all boils down to it, you've got red blood. Simple as that. And I may be wrong. I may be going off the top. I may be doing everything I can to make somebody mad. And I don't mean to. Y'all, I I ain't perfect. I know I'm not. I may be saying something. If I'm saying something wrong, please, Lord, forgive me. But I just want to, I want to go back to Ryder King said. And we have forgot. Can we all just get along? Can we all just get along? That poor man suffered. And all he said is, can we all just get along? Even though he was beat by white people, he said, can we all just get along? After he saw the craziness, he got it. He realized it ain't necessary, all that craziness going on between the two cultures. Can we all just, <clears throat> can we all just get along? We're Americans, let's just get along. So we can win some Olympics, so we can get this money back in our country. Do you realize how many people are taking our U.S. dollars and going to their country and living way off our money? You let me go and try to open up a beauty supply store and get some hair and try to sell it. 
I got to sell it 18 times higher because they done figured out a way to keep me and my American dollars out, but they want to use my American dollars to take them out. They want to keep me out of getting on, get using their, using my American dollars, but they want to take my American dollars and use them in their country against me. You people, we got it all wrong. You people, we got it all wrong. Let me read some more comments. Okay. Me and my sister are waiting on you. Call us, please call. Okay. Well, I can't, I can't, hey, I can't get in. I'm so sorry. I can't get in on the phone. I, I mean, it's not working. Thank you, though. I'm sorry. Maybe Monday will be better. This is a spiritual warfare, not a color war. Well, honey, you're right. It is a spiritual warfare, but those two colors are show helping the war continue on. Can we get to, can we, I mean, we, when are we going to get to the battlefield? We've been in this war. When are we going to end it? I guess when we keep praying and asking God. But why are we asking God for something that we ain't willing to change? We always want to ask God for something, but we ain't willing to do our part. And if you think God is hearing some of this stuff, he's not the author of confusion, nor is he in the midst of it. So, y'all, we can pray all day long, but if we ain't doing nothing to change it, what good? What good? Your prayers are falling on deaf ears. He said, your sins have cut you off, therefore I will not hear you. He ain't even listening. Because he knows. It's a vain prayer. If you're not willing to do your part when you cry out to God, why bother God? He, well, he ain't going to let you bother no way. He bothers. He will allow Satan to bother you, and then he comes in and rescues you from Satan because of your prayer. So let's do our part, and let's see what God, God, God is working anyway. We know God is working. That's why we're still here. That's why we still sit. That's why I'm able to sit there and say, we got it all wrong. And that's why she's able to say it's a spiritual warfare. Y'all, God is here. He's just waiting on us. You people, whites and black, you people got it all wrong. We got to come together. Okay. That's my soapbox for today. Everyone has a good white side and a black side, dark side. Well, you show right. But I think everybody's got a dark side in them, whether it's white or black. Everybody got a dark side until we come to the light. Everybody. Everybody. Um. Okay, we sun, white, moon, black, okay. Well, she says, heaven, white, hell, black. Well, I tell you what, I don't know what hell looks like. I don't. I just know what it says. The battle belongs to the Lord. It is our responsibility to take all this on our hearts and face it. He has clothed us with the breastplate of righteousness. He wants us to hold on. Well, she says, yes, he will, he will if we choose to. If we choose to. God will do everything if we choose to do what we got to do. We, it's a choice. She's right. It's a choice. And we appreciate this. I mean, she's been very enlightening, and it is it is something, you know. And like I say, until we do better. Ain't nothing going to change. Now, what I've written, here's some notes that I've written for myself to um, say to people. Okay, now, violence is so vivid. When will we see it? 
when we see how violent, how vivid violent is, and it's the two color wars that's keeping the violence going, blacks and whites, blacks and whites, we got to stop. Because we know that when blacks, when whites remain silent, violence is going to happen. When blacks remain silent, in silence, violence has already happened. And what it is, the law, here we are, the law on one hand wants to help and on the other hand wants to ignore the law. And on the other hand, people expect crime prevention, but on the other hand don't, don't want to snitch on the criminal. Where is the balance? Looking to, looking, <laughs> where is the balance? A lot of times we don't snitch, but we look in the benefit. We only snitch when it's a benefit. Why does it have to be a benefit in order for you to tell the truth? We got to stop. Or like now, in some white cases, benefit means freedom for them. Benefit means freedom for blacks. Benefit means, hey, I'm going to get something out of it. Why can't you just get out of it that you did the right thing by somebody? Get that out of it. You people, come on. The benefit is is you helped and you did the right thing. Do the right thing. Do what is good. Do what is right. Philippians 4 and 8, it tells us how to live in this world. And we will be so peaceful. It will be so peaceful if we just do that. Now, I'll leave you with this. This is the time God is trying to get us to be transformed by the renewing of our minds. Be not conformed to this world. Use spiritual discernment like never before. Even the very elect would be deceived if it were possible. You guys, we got to use spiritual discernment like never before. Even the very elect would be deceived if it were possible. Stop being deceived. It's trickery of Satan. It's nothing but the devil. It's nothing but evil that has us all buying into this whole thing. We can't keep doing it. Do I get mad? Yes. Do I want to walk away? Absolutely. But because of what's in me, not on me, I can't walk away. If I walked around and worship what was on me, shoot, I'd be gone. Y'all, look back at some of y'all. I'd be gone. But because of what's in me, I don't have a choice but to look back and stay and hang in here. Y'all do the same thing, please. Chris, do you um do you have anyone on the line? Probably not with the with the with the situation going on. But you yeah, said you're coming. Yeah, we yeah, I haven't had anybody on the line, so just we're just wow. right away. Yeah, nobody's called in, and our lines over here are clear, so I don't know what's going on. So maybe it's certain spots. I don't know what you're doing, but we're good over here on this end because I had multiple people call in, and they popped in, and they the, the whole board put up. So uh, maybe it's the certain areas that they're doing the upgrades. I don't know. But next week will be a better week, and it's on replay, um, and they can catch it on the station. So Hopefully we can get get that, and then they see it on your page tonight, and they can they can hear the whole show in its entirety on your page also. So we apologize. Okay, I, well, 
Well, it's not on your it's not on your end. It's on our end here where we are. Our towers are doing their own thing. I just appreciate you being the great producer that you are and staying there and hanging there with me. And thank you. Okay, guys, I have a special guest. He is the founder of Know Me. His name is Greg Batosh. He started his organization because he is a white man who has a black wife, and he has mixed children. And he wants to show you, uh, you know, he wants you to get to know know him. So he'll say, know me. He wants you to know his children, know me, not my color, know me, know me. So he will be here next week, you guys, and you don't want to miss this. This guy is awesome. I've known him for years. I stand up in behind his character, what he's done. I tell you, this is just awesome. It's going to be an awesome, awesome show. And hopefully we'll get these lines back running right. If not, we're going to keep pressing forward, y'all, because guess what? God is up to something big, and we ain't going to miss out, so we're going to stay tuned. Next week, we got a special guest, Greg Vitage, with the Know Me Foundation, the organization. And also, we are nominated for the Spin Awards. You guys get on your phone, go and vote, go and vote, and go and vote, and go and vote, so we can get this get this award, and we can just get this even bigger than what it is, because like I told you, God is up to something big. And let me tell you where you can go and vote at. Chris, can you tell them real quickly where they can go and vote, how they can vote? Okay, it's dot. TheSpinAwards.com backslash vote. Chris, go ahead. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, oh, man, we ran out of time. Okay, yeah, go to
See you soon, people. The reality coach speaks. Black tears. You've cried and lied. Some have even died, and yet you are not satisfied. Still crying your black tears too many years later, blaming your mistakes on years of white privilege. Your shame, it's on you. Dry your eyes, here's why. Your black tears has made your vision blue. You've lost sight of what's right. What is it going to take for you to stop sleeping while years of white privilege remains away? You changed your core values. It was the black tears of those before you who set standards. Oh, how disappointed they must be at what they see. Today, black tears cry for power, killing each other hour upon hour. Yet you say it's years of white privilege's fault. This may be true, but only to some degree. You've allowed your heart to become vaults of hate, afraid to take a stand. I'm sure you won't agree. Years of white privilege remembers when black tears used to band together and hold hands. Years of white privilege, your mission is complete. We've broken your bond. Focusing on our privilege has turned you against each other. Convincing you to treat one another like strangers instead of brothers. You have no love for one another. This should be the end of years of white privilege. But of course it isn't. This is part one. I encourage you to listen to part two. If you can, find the courage. Expectly yours, years of white privilege. Keep it locked right here on TPV Radio, the station for inspiration. You never heard Christian radio quite like this. Get your fix 24-7 on the Psalmist Voice Radio Network. TPV Radio, Central Texas. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.